What's up, folks? You're listening to Let Me Know How It Is, a podcast about all things geek. The panel today takes a look at the very, very big subject of supporting casts in media. I hope you enjoy, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Tonight, we're going to be examining characters that make up the supporting cast of some of our favorite comics and TV shows. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. I'm Tommy Smitherings. I'm Clifton. All right. Who's up first? Can it be comic or TV? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh, let me steal one away from Frank before he uses it. But I love <laughs> Wesley Wyndham Price from Angel. <laughs> God, I love this character. Is Ark in that? In not that to show? explain it to oh, oh. some of us in this room. Okay, yeah. well, if you're not a huge Buffy per- Buffy person or Angel person, Wesley was the hoity-toity replacement for um, Giles. Giles, when Buffy, when Buffy, oh no, when I want to say Buffy goes rogue, or when basically yes. Giles, as her his caretaker, fails fa- fails in following the um, protocol. The uh, Watchers cancel. Uh, I'm awful afraid that you like to explain. <laughs> oh this no, no, <laughs> this is this is suddenly this is yours, so you go right in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, Tommy. I, yeah, I did steal it, so <laughs> I don't feel ashamed at all. And what makes it worse is you gave it to him. So, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about I built it. that oh, yeah. one to you. Oh my god! But what makes his his arc so compelling is he starts off in one show in Buffy and then ends in Angel, and you see the full um, scope of what the actor can do as a result of what the character goes through. He goes through lost love. He goes through um, failed career. You see in his past, that's how he never lives up to the expectations of the council or his father or even his friends. Even when trying to do the right thing, it, it, it ends in failure. So it seems like the character is filled with nothing but failure back to back to back to back. But yet, however, he's always counted on what he does in the scope of the show. But it's you see. uh uh, excuse my language, an asshole in the beginning and then a totally repentive man towards the end that turns into a grimy shell of what he used to be. If nothing else, if you ever chance to watch that, just watch the Wesley Wyndham Price episode and you'll see his arc as how he hits a peak and then dramatically drops down. It's, it's almost as if someone who um, knows nothing but school knowledge then mm-hmm. graduates and hits the real world and then yep. regretfully discovers that what they taught you in school isn't the real world. Even though you try to cling to it, because in school he was what top boy, <laughs> head boy, head boy. He was head boy, <laughs> which was a constant joke to the character. But it's that old thing of learning um, that what they teach you in school is not real life. Yeah, basically, he starts off as a like the foppish character in Buffy. Like he's 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 pretty much. I mean, he's around and he has his moments and he has knowledge and he knows again he knows books learning, but he's definitely not schooled in being out in the field. So basically when he goes from, he basically disappears off Buffy and then he doesn't show up again until they spin off Angel. And then that's not even until what, eight or nine episodes in? Yeah, halfway through the season, the first season. Yeah. They, After, uh, in fact, it's ironic because he replaces a character that you didn't think was going to be was gonna be there that shortly. Right. Yeah, it's, it's one of the things where basically the character that was there before was uh, Glenn, played by Glenn. Do you remember his name? I forget. He used to be on Roseanne. Yeah, he was. I can't think of it. Roseanne's, um, Becky's. Mark. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Mark on Roseanne. Yeah. Yes, but he was comes. I know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with Tommy. It's one of those things where his his journey is is it's pretty amazing. I don't I don't I can't really call a character that goes through the stuff that he goes through over over what five seasons on Angel basically five seasons on Angel and three seasons on Buffy. Yeah, where he basically goes through. Well, is, it, is he on that long? I thought it was only it's two. On- Th- third season. Fourth season, and that's it. Because I thought he comes in when Giles screws up, but he also comes in because Faith is called, right? The second Slayer or the third Slayer. But doesn't he come in halfway through season two? Yeah, I think you're right. Because okay. halfway yeah, through yeah, season yeah, two, okay. we get another Slayer, and then he comes in because Faith comes in season three. Okay. But he comes he comes in a little um, late. And in fact, he's introduced, he's introduced when Faith starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would say season three then. Really. Yeah, maybe season three mostly. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, he does. I mean, his arc from from being again, you, you're taking a character that basically is is the you know, for lack of a better term, he's a fop. Like he doesn't really doesn't really have much on the ball. And then again, when they he's the exact same character when he's brought into Los Angeles on Angel, and then from there till the end of the series, he makes his his transformation is amazing. Just for the the character as well as the actor, Alexei Denisov does a fantastic job. And I don't really don't understand why that guy. I mean, the only place I've seen him is. 
when he was on How I Met Your Mother. Oh yeah, when he was uh, Sandy yeah, Rivers. Yeah, Sandy Rivers. When he was Sandy Rivers, and, and I imagine, you know, part of that was because of his wife, Alison Hannigan. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's a very talented actor, and it's one of those things where a lot of times genre shows don't get nominations for Emmys or any of that kind of news for like Golden Globes. He definitely should have gotten one because he was he's again like like Tommy was saying that he's you know he's he's up and then he's down and then he's you know he basically you know tries to do the right thing and gets slammed down again constantly constantly and then you know there's stuff where he's like there's one point where there he basically has to make the sacrifice because he at the time is the leader of the group and there's a there's a moment on it like you can see the trans like the moment on his face where he's like oh wow like the character just grew up in front of us basically because mm-hmm. he has to basically send some guys to be decoys that know he knows full well aren't coming aren't back. coming back he just told them to go basically go and they're not going to come back at all i knew you guys were going to go into the buffy universe at some point i didn't know we were going to start off with it but yeah. uh yeah so i mean it was a show i watched on and off mm-hmm. and everything like that but i do think what that show what both of those shows did really really well was supporting cast i think better mm-hmm. than better than most shows on tv i think like everybody seems to have had like a shining moment everybody seems to have a fair amount of time devoted to them yeah no i i, I am impressed by that always yeah what i, I mean yeah. we're just talking in that, those shows in general like they did a really good job of like giving individual characters that weren't necessarily like the quote unquote leads. Well, obviously they weren't Buffy or Angel, but they had the characters definitely had their moments to shine. Like for the one, the, the Zeppo is a good. Oh, the Zeppo is a great one. Zeppo is yeah. one where basically they give the 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 to Xander to Xander the spotlight, right. where he um basically there's a whole basically what is one of my favorite things, favorite things about the episode is the fact that he basically has his whole his whole own adventure going on, but in the background clearly something's going on that's the a big bad that they have to fight, and there's a lot of the typical you know, tropes going on in the background for Buffy that they have while Xander's having his whole thing. But the idea is that he's the glue that holds them together, right? Yeah. Uh, but it, it's nice because also episode, like, like you are saying, it parodies the show itself. Yes. In mm-hmm. which everything that all <laughs> that constantly happens with the show, it falls in the background. And it's like the typical what they go through. Even the um, the lines are made to sound right because we hear them all the time. Yes. It's almost a, it's almost like they're, they're fully scripted in which... Uh, one whines, one complains, one struggles, one says, "Oh, we got to pull it together," and you know, and they, they. But while this is going on, Xander is usually pushed to the background, is in the forefront, and which he, in a weird way, saves the day, but gets no spotlight for right. it whatsoever. It's almost like that episode, Just Like Unlimited, with Booster Gold. Yes, that's exactly they love that what the episode. episode. Yeah, yeah. But same that's what thing. Ep- same, 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 same exact premise where Booster's off doing his own thing, and yeah. while the rest of the league is fighting more Drew. He's, yes. He's basically saving the saving the day and no one's going to know about it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I didn't watch a ton of that stuff all the way through, but I knew a lot of people that were into that show. Yes, and and, yes. and it's the telling thing to me always is I don't think I've met a single person that said from those shows, Buffy or Angel was their favorite character. Hmm. It was always Willow or Anya or Fred. Or, or it was Yeah, like, it, was, yeah it was never the two leads, which I thought was... Interesting. Well, it's almost like um, I felt uh, the sporting characters were like Vintage Wolverine, mm-hmm. which it's the the character is more receptive. The less you show, the better, the better the popularity is for the character. Mm-hmm. And yeah. which um, as soon as you bring the character to the forefront, it loses its appeal based upon what's revealed and how often you see the character. Yeah, I mean Wolverine completely got oversaturated. Yes, sure. yeah. I think I think the same thing was kind of happening to Spike a little bit towards the end where. Well, in Buffy, but yeah, not in, in Angel. No, no, yeah. no. And but I mean, just the fact that he was suddenly this character that you know people wanted to see so much more from, and it was kind of this. Yeah, it was exactly like Wolverine. Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't think you want to. I think you yeah. want. I think you want like little bits here and there, and yes. it's more interesting that way. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, when Whedon got X Men, that was exactly what he did with Wolverine. Yeah, it, it was like the first run in a long time I could remember where like Wolverine wasn't the focal of. Any of those books. Morrison does it pretty well for a while in his books, too, because you're dealing with a lot of like, I mean, the first arc of New X-Men is all Cassandra Nova stuff, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Extinction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Extinction agenda. So basically, it's. I mean, I mean, there are moments, but it's one of the things where I think, you know. E for extinction. It's right. It's a strife yeah. one. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's no, a, that's Executioner's song. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm off, right. I'm off my game. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Spot on, man. All right, so basically in the Phoenix Saga, there's this bit where <laughs> no, sorry, Ease um, for Extinction is Morrison's first arc with yes. with Cassandra Nova, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So in that in that in that opening arc, you have all this stuff where 
I think, I mean, the first page is that great bit where, you know, Cyclops is there and Wolverine's trashing that, that Sentinel and he's like, Wolverine, I'm pretty sure it's it's done now. Right. You know, yeah. and there's moments like that where I think Wolverine is, is sprinkled in. And I've always thought of like a supporting cast go, I mean, granted, you know, he had, he basically was in Hulk 180 and 181. And then next thing you know, he's in all, in, in all new, all different giant size X-Men, right? So it's one of the things where even back then it was kind of like they didn't really, he was popular, but they didn't make everything about him. And we yeah. didn't know, and at that point you didn't know anything about, you, know, you didn't know if he had a name beyond, you know, was he just Wolverine all the time or right. was he, you know, what's his deal? Before we got the onslaught of, and again, I'm going to talk about the X-Men story arc I'm talking about, <laughs> just the, the 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 deluge of, you know, all the Wolverine stuff that came after, like the Frank Miller and Claremont mini. What year was yeah. it, Frank Miller? 81, 80? The hell, it was 20 years before. So it's pretty early. Yeah. In, 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 I, after... I, we went to check. I don't, you know, went to spot check that, but it's it's pretty early on. It's not very far into it. I was gonna say, it took us what twenty five years we get his first name. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> his real first name. He's yeah. not yeah. Logan. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, he, it was one of those things where it was like, you know, he's he's kind of like the 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 dash in the stew, like the the spice. He's not really like the thing that you're gonna try and make an entire course mm. around, I guess. Mm. And then it suddenly it shifted, and since he became popular. He was kind of like forefront, and now I'm eating yeah. cayenne all the time, just right. spoonfuls of cayenne yeah. all the time. He's a pumpkin spice of. <laughs> no, he's not a pumpkin <laughs> spice. No, no, <laughs> no. More than more than suburban white people like. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was one thing, and I think I think when I think about Spike, I think the same way, where it was just kind of like you know you had you know you had people that were really into Buffy and they really liked the character, and I think even there was there were stories around the time that Marty Knoxon really liked the character. The, that was a producer at the time and that Joss was sort of paying attention to Buffy and sort of paying attention to Angel, but he was really focused on Firefly. Okay. So that's why you had that. that sense. So you had that moment of like, hey, no one's really watching the house. Let's do whatever we right. want to do, you know, and things sort of got well, He seems to, from what I, what I can uh, tell from Whedon is that he tends to fall in love with the same actors. And like, if he likes mm -hmm. working, and, and I thought Marsters was one of those guys mm -hmm. that, you know, he does. I mean, he's used him a couple times. It's one of those things where um, I, he liked him enough to bring him in the season, the final season of Angel, and it, it's oh, it, that gangbusters. Oh, it wouldn't oh have been, it, that season would have been would nowhere near been as good without the stuff that they do for him and his character in that season. Right. He's phenomenal in that season. But again, it's a it's a hard reset of what he was. I suppose wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. It brings him back to a core of who he was and not giving a damn. Yeah, as opposed to whining about if he's gonna be with the girl or not. Right. And also they use that against him. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he was whining yes. when they bring him into the last season of Angel. Oh, it was so superb. You almost have him at a point where he outshines the lead character. Sometimes. Yeah, he, in his realm of even in basically his house. It's like coming into somebody else's house and then, you know, tell him to sit down and <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Basically, that's a lot of what happens is he does, you know, steal the show. And that's one thing that I think a good supporting character can do is come in and basically take things over. Sure. Any other examples? Um, what's another good one? I, I think, I think as much as I don't like some of the direction with the character in the last six to eight months, I think Red Hood's one of those characters that I think okay. has yes, a potential, cool. has a potential to sort of like edge out, you know, Batman and the rest of the supporting cast because of the fact that he is so much of like in your face about stuff, mm. you know, and you think about the background of the character and the fact that really you could say argue to a point. Yeah. He was sort of this bad boy Robin character. And then he gets murdered. Right. <laughs> right. And then it's and then from that point on, you know, it's almost again, it's it's very much a hero's journey where he basically he literally goes into, you know, he dies and then is reborn. And then he's more than he ever was before about no criminals need, you know, it's not a bullet solves it. It solves the problem. Yeah. He Jason's one of those weird ones, I think, because I would argue that in a in outside of a few instances, I don't really think he works very well mm. right like I, I just with his pension to use guns and and you know in the direction that the writers tend to take him well, i just don't understand why batman would let him be part of the crew and but i think i right. think outside of a Yelp. particular writer's singular vision mm. of what that character was going to be once he came back are we talking about judd winnick yeah okay. judd yeah. winnick but i feel like everybody <laughs> else that's touched him is kind of taking it in a weird spot so like when morrison's on batman he does 
he like turns him into a bad guy again for like the first arc. And then towards the end, he's like another version of Batman. Right. Like, well, you remember? Sure. No, I remember right. he's wearing, I mean, the, the red hood costume he wears is pretty cool. I wish they'd actually use that for some other villain. I think it's kind of a cool look, but I agree with you because it's one of the things where he talks about, he made me dye my hair. I'm actually right. a redhead. And I'm like, I don't, that I like that though. I, I do like that. Didn't care for that at all. <laughs> really? I didn't know. Didn't like you that. Try to repeat that? You say he made him dye his hair? Yeah. Yeah. Jason's a redhead. So look like Dick. Yeah. yeah. Jason's a redhead. So, that there'd be, oh. so there would be continuity between the Robins. Oh. Are you kidding yeah. me? No, I'm serious. Yeah. That's part of it. Yeah. No, I like that because I like. You like that he made him do yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like that. I like that Batman doesn't know how to raise him as an individual. He ra he raises him like Dick in the mirror, and, and, and in the pro and in the process fails him that way because he fails to look at him for who he is, and he's just trying to like turn him into another one, the perfect older brother. Yeah, but right? you know the how firstborn. You know how sick. Yeah, that's that pretty is. messed Without, up. Let's, <laughs> not, let's take a look at Batman in general. Imagine you get an adopted child, and the first thing you make him do is. Change his hair color. I know, but that's the, oh, I know. that's just it's interesting. No, it's it's creepy, and I would call it is. um what's the um child protective services? Yes, immediately. I don't care what happens right. after that. Is that because he dies? No, he makes him dye his hair red. But not the fact, not the fact that he, not, that he takes him out to fight crime. No, no. <laughs> at least, at least in that aspect, it's a calculated decision. The other one is just aesthetics. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's the stupidest argument in the world. It is dumb, but it's just, uh, you know, you're, you're not wrong. It's a dumb argument. But oh my gosh, how do you not say he's nuts just from that alone? There is no, oh, oh. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. But to put, the, put that in the book, you immediately say Batman's crazy. I don't care who it is. Any person. No, you say he's a shitty dad. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It's crazy. <laughs> you can be a shitty dad just by not taking your kid out to the movies, you know, True. whenever he wants to. That's being right. a shitty dad. But this is past shitty. <laughs> this is... Right, this but he, is, has, he has a calculated reason for doing it. It's selfish. <laughs> yes. It's to, pr it's to protect... No, it's the no mission. No, it's, it's not. I don't want anybody to know that there that there is a second Robin. Right? You've seen Titans, right? Uh, yes. You're further ahead than me. I'm still yes. only season one. But spoiler alert: Jason Todd appears. <gasps> yes, in Titans. Yes, pretty early. Yes, nice. and like you oh. would say, like this is their take on Batman. This brings us that Jason yeah. Todd, yeah. right? Yeah, like yeah. cynical and obsessive. And obsessive. And yes, yes. The guy who plays Jason Todd in Titans, though, is, is fantastic. Okay, yeah. good. Is he really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he it, plays such a good asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Spot on. But, yeah, like, yeah. charismatic still. Has and a lot like, of energy. You're kind of rooting for him. Yeah. Like, right. he like knows, a likable asshole? Yeah. Totally. Yes. Okay. And yes. He, knows he's, he knows he's Dick's replacement. And, like, he says, I'm the new you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, he okay. knows That's what he's there for. Him. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, I said, part of, the, part of the, what I like about... Um, Jason Todd's supporting character is one of the things where, and I think I've talked to you about this, is like a lot of the stuff that was done by Devin Grayson in those Gotham Knights books, there's a good arc where, where it's right around the time of Hush. So it's the idea of whether or not Jason is back or not. Right. And the idea of we're getting all these moments that we hadn't seen before and flashbacks of Jason being, you know, a charismatic, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, throwing guys off, you know, off buildings and, and Jason from, uh, uh, what's the one with the Starlin one? The, with Deacon Blackfire. Oh, the cult. The cult. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with them and the cult and, you know, we're going out. Let's go out. You know, yeah. let's go. We're going to go out together. That kind of thing. That kind of Jason. As well as the fact that one of my favorite Jason bits is is when Jason shows up. It's, it's during Jeff John's run of Titans when he brings back to get with Superboy and Cassie Sandsmark, Wonder Girl and okay. uh, Bart. Impulse. Yeah, Impulse. Okay. Right before he comes to Kid Flash. In that arc, there's a great issue with Jason Todd showing up at like basically Titan's Tower and looking through their Valhalla of like fallen heroes. And like, where's my statue? I was a Titan. No one remembered. Yeah. You know, there's that kind of, you know, as much as we like Dick Grayson, you know, Robin, wasn't that good enough to do, yeah. you know, to deserve, you know, all the accolades <laughs> yeah, no, the stuff mean, that, that I did? That's what I mean. I feel like initially, like right after Under the Red Hood, mm. uh, the books and everything, I feel like the character was energized and people like had ideas for where to take him. And then there was a period where like, he just kind of dropped off and like nobody was using him. And then anytime he sprang back up, mm. it was 
it like it didn't fit like I, I don't know like the magic was gone after like i feel like i'm not saying that like there's no value to the character no I, there, I, there's value to him but, but mm-hmm. remember the mongol story with um superman mm-hmm. where he's integral in the story oh yeah he's yeah whenever they, they reintroduce that story he's act, they wipe him clean off the mm-hmm. slate as if it as if that's, it doesn't exist that's true it's for mm-hmm. the for in the man for the man who has everything He's no, right, right. He's the Robin. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the he's the Robin in that bit. It's one of the things we don't, you know. We, it's one of the things when you think about bigger Jason Todd or Red Hood moments. I agree. With you. I mean, granted, it's in the, in the animated one. I guess he didn't want to deal with the messiness of not having <laughs> right of which Robin they were going to use, yeah. or because you know, we were, at that point, it's after the animated series and after Batman Superman and all that. Yeah. So, but I, I think that it's it's. I think the bigger issue for him is like you said, the character was energized and people had ideas, and I don't think. Because they've had like Red Hood and the Outsiders, and they've had that Red Hood group that was like him and Starfire and Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. and then I they had a, that. and then they had a book where, and I haven't read that, and I haven't read um, the one where it's Red Hood and Bizarro and Artemis either, which was the next basically the next incarnation of that book was those three together. Okay, okay, but it seemed to me like the problem with the character is you, if you give him guns and you want him to basically say, yeah, the bullet's the answer is he going to start going through the rogues gallery of Batman villains right. to start killing them all? And especially post, I want to say post new 52. When we started getting like Batman eternal, mm-hmm. like it was clear he was part of the family mm-hmm. in those takes right. and not this like tangential supporting character that had been brought up by Batman, but was kind of off doing his own thing. Like right. he was connected to the other characters, like still, mm-hmm. and, and, and it, it, that just didn't ever work for me. I'm like, like this would be a conversation that they would have. Like you got to drop, you got to stop using these, or you're out. But I, I think, feel like, but I think that's one thing about the character is kind of like, well, okay, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't think that's, yeah. I don't really think that's the issue. I think I agree with that you. would work better. But I just, I feel like that there's that there's like a, a like a desire to have your cake and eat it too. With no, the I character. agree. I agree. And, but no, but to me, I don't think they mind the characters mental enough, and they didn't go some arc with him. Prime example of them using a um, supporting character and then pulling them through the ranks and making them better is uh, Harley Quinn, isn't it? I mean, here's another character mm, yeah. who, um, who you know, who through fan fandom and love of was just supposed to be a secondary. I mean, it, it's not like anybody's rooting for what's the name on um, Luther's um, Mercy, Mercy, Mercy yeah. which is essentially the same thing. Yeah. But um, for some reason or other, they give Harley more backstory and then they even aren't they changing the character now as far as to how they bring her in as far as her not being involved with the joker i mean in yeah, comics I mean, anyways yeah but they're evolving the character you know what yeah. i'm saying i don't think uh, she's they, showing that she has the, that character has some flexibility yeah but they don't do that with jason todd it's like it's like to me they found a way for him to be the punisher but i don't think mm. i don't think in the dc universe the punisher ever works what's what i'm saying is i don't think that what you're saying about mm. what you're saying about the fact that they had ideas and there was this energy and stuff zach that they that, that they I just don't think they're willing to go full Punisher with it. That's the problem. Right. Well, not the, that I want them to. I'm just saying yeah, they right. can't. Again, I think you, it's the, the thing you said about having your cake and eat it too. They don't really know where the line is of like what can we do and what we can't do. I think just, just the fact that he takes the mantle of the Red Hood, I feel like Batman would have a problem with it. Oh, oh no, tremendous. Oh, like you, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, oh, sure. Yeah. Like I, I, I can see it as an fu to him, but that's the whole point. But, <laughs> but I think that's right. the whole point. That's where it started. Right. That's yeah. not where it is now. No. But, no. But that, but but you started off saying essentially like in the last six months, like you know, I, th- I well, think it's longer than the last six months. But, but I just, in I just, my opinion, I just didn't care for the uh, event Leviathan issue where oh, you I had. Okay, never okay. mind. Then yeah. we'll just we'll wait till you read it. <laughs> right. well, 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 not going into detail. This is me generalizing um, Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. I just don't think um, Punisher characters work in the DC because our villains are known. Uh, it's not like with Marvel, which if you notice, the Punisher kills no character villains. Like they'll introduce mm-hmm. a villain with the sole purpose of being killed by uh, the Punisher at one point or another, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. which builds up the the, uh, the superiority of the character. Uh, but not with um, Jason Todd, because if you deal with Batman's villains, I dare you to kill at yeah. least two like, without people like, screaming. I feel like the DC universe is too powered for a Punisher character to hide. Whereas I feel like Marvel, I can buy that he's Killing hiding. <laughs> he's hiding and and faint sight. You know, Captain America can't find him if he's got a problem with this, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, I agree. I mean, it's not like Punisher goes after Green Goblin. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> he should, right. but he definitely doesn't. But yeah. all the all the villains in the DC universe have personality and have 
uh, evolve through the years for one form or another, whether it's costume changes or just uh, uh, maybe side change or just evolving the character. So you can name everybody off of Batman's roller gallery. Is there anyone that you put a bullet through and never show again just because Jason Todd has a problem with him? I mean, is the character that strong enough to um, give him that type of um, strength in using guns? So to me, eventually, you can't have him using guns for the length of the character. I mean, I get why he's initially using it. Not in Gotham, you couldn't. No, not you had, in Gotham. You'd have to send him to another city. Yeah, like yeah. Bloodhaven. Yes, that's exactly what <laughs> yeah. I would do. Send him to Bloodhaven. go after Louis the Lilac. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. He's going to kill Louis the Lilac yeah. and Marsha Queen of Diamonds. Oh, that's, that's who he's going to take so, out. Could you imagine but, killing Polka Dot Man or Kite Man? <laughs> yeah. It never happened. Yeah, maybe one of those. <laughs> <laughs> maybe one of the D-list ones. Yes. yes. Maybe one of the D-list ones. Yeah. But not Kite Man now. No, 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 <laughs> no definitely not, not now. Not, not now. That was no. that profile of the guy. Yeah. So, okay, so opening up to more. What I think is interesting about Batman supporting characters, like with the exception of Gordon mm-hmm. and Alfred, mm-hmm. they're all heroes. And I can't think of another, like, book or title where so like, the, the character's entire supporting cast has had their own titles at some Superman. point or another. Superman. Superman, but not everybody, though, right? No, Superman uh, still has, like, Perry. Superman still has Jimmy. There's a ton of Daily Planet people around. Sure. The, the, well, Jimmy's had books of his own. But Jimmy's yeah. had his own book. Lois has had her own book. Supergirl. Uh, Steel. Newsboy right. Legion. But the Kent's. Newsboy Legion. The <laughs> Kent's haven't. You know what I mean? Like, like, there was a Kent miniseries <laughs> by Ostrander that basically... Well, was, damn it. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. But it deals, it deals with... Um, the 1800s Kents, the, the ones that settle in Kansas. Oh, uh, that's an Elseworlds, so, isn't it? No, it's it's it? it's no, okay. it's it's supposedly in continuity. I mean, well, is what for whatever continuity is now. It's a no Perry White comic that we can right. think of. <laughs> no, 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 no Lang. I will, comic. Well, I will say this: Great right. Caesar's Ghost. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he teams up with Great Caesar's Ghost, and it's it's a it's a it's a procedural. They solve crimes. <laughs> No, but there. I will so. Right. Yeah. Well, don't. don't I'm sure Showtime's all over it right now. Yeah, Netflix is taking a pen to oh, the spark right now. Damn it. Well, at least someone's listening. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. But no, there was. I will say this. There was around the time of Burns when Burns was doing Man of Steel and Superman. When he got done with Man of Steel, then started Superman. Uh, right before Millennium, there was uh, World of Krypton, which basically was a miniseries giving you some background. He didn't draw all these. Ah, uh, that's it. But he didn't give you the backgrounds. But there was World of Metropolis that gave you. One issue on Lois, one on Perry, one on uh, Lex, and I want to say Jimmy. Those are the four. And then there was Roll the Smallville, same thing, where it's Lana. It might have been the Kents. I didn't read all of them. Sure. But I know they exist. So it's right. one of those things where I, I, I know, like, with that supporting cast, again, we, you know, we're talking about they've been around since 30. Well, some of them have been around since 38. Right. You know, so, so obviously, yeah. you know, and they've added to it since then. But, I mean, a lot of those characters. I mean, again, even you talk about Death of Superman, out of that, you had... You had Superboy, the the, the clone, right. and then you had Steel. Steel. Uh, sure, know, but okay, and, but okay. And, so I think, and, I think they gave it getting, a and they gave it a Radicator mini. Okay, but I, I think we're getting lost in the weeds here. I think I think the, I think the difference is, I acknowledge yes. At the moment, Lois Lane has a book out yes. now by Greg Rucka. I understand mm. it, but she hasn't consistently had a book in publication for uh, many oh, many years. No. It is a far cry. From Lois Lane having her own title and Jimmy having his own title from Nightwing sure, and Robin but and of, Batgirl, right, right? You know right, what I mean? But like, we, I mean, again, you, you could argue for the longest time it was Batman and Detective and then you had Batman Family, which spotlighted everybody or, you know, spotlighted the, the Batgirl and Robin as a team. They teamed up to do stuff. And then you would have like a Jason Bard backup or something else or, you know, Alfred would have one, you know, one issue or Commissioner Gordon, whoever. And then think how long it took us to get a Robin series. Like we right. had Titans long before yeah. we ever got a regular Robin, you know. By was it Tom is it Dixon and Tom Lyle? I think are the ones that mm-hmm. are they did it. Did the two miniseries? The Tim Drake one when yeah. he first started. Yeah. And again, think yeah. how long it took to get though that book. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Yes, yeah. But, but now, right? But like from there, right? <laughs> it hasn't lapsed at all. Uh, yes, yeah, several times. Not much. Several times. It's it, you know, it's either, it's either become like Red Robin, yum. You know, yeah. You can say the same thing for Supergirl because the same thing happened with her. Hers has been retconned and changed, and Mm -hmm. and you know, but it's uh, that's what you're saying. Same with Batgirl, but um, I don't think Superman's a great choice as far as the supporting cast because they've mined everything about Superman that you could possibly do. Hell, we even got a supporting cast of his great grandfather, basically. No, sure. Yeah. So anything bearing or coming close to the 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 S on the chest 
bears a story. Well, we were we were talking before we you know a couple nights ago we were talking about you and I Tom, were talking about the fact that with TV shows that they were you know we got Krypton on Sci-Fi and then there was talk of Metropolis, which was supposed to be kind of I don't know if it's going to be procedural to get back to that, but it's supposed to be a, a show with Lex and Lois before Superman arrives. So we've had Smallville, and right. then now we're supposed to have this Metropolis series, but I, it's, I haven't heard anything more about it. It was just mentioned at one point. That's a comic series I want really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And and, I, and I'll give a shout out to That's like Comics Alliance, which I don't think is running anymore, but they, they had pitched an idea of a Daily Planet comic book mm-hmm. that that in my head I imagined to be like Gotham Central. Yeah, like like sure. as Gotham Central started, where, right. where we're going to see Superman's effect on the city and on the world through the eyes of his supporting cast, mm. essentially. And I think that it's a brilliant oh, idea be- for a comic, and I want it really, really bad. And so I think there is a strength to Superman's supporting cast. I mean, and you- I like that everybody's not a thing. Mm. You know, that Superwoman, that, that, you know, Lois is not Superwoman all the time outside of a couple of <laughs> Silver Age books and, mm-hmm. and, and throwbacks to that stuff. That right. she is just Lois. Sure. You know? Right. Well, I mean, you, but again, you say that and what I was trying to get, get at with the, the idea of the TV stuff is that, has anyone seen Pennyworth? I'm not touching that. No. I'm going to watch it. I'll watch it <laughs> okay. okay. I mean, I'm curious to see. I liked the trailer. Yeah. Okay. I, I haven't even seen the trailer. All I've seen is every now and then I'll, I'll scroll by the channel and be like, oh, look, Pennyworth. It looked but, like they were having fun. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's wrong with fun. Fun's yeah. a good thing. But it's one of the things where, again, if you're looking at, well, I mean, the same thing with Gotham, where you had this whole thing of like, there's all these characters that have, you know, all this life <laughs> long before Bruce ever puts on a bat costume. Yeah. I mean, he's Gotham in it. always bothered me. Yeah. But Pennyworth doesn't bother me in the same way that Gotham did at all. And mm-hmm. and I think the interesting thing about Alfred is, is, is yeah, yeah, I know Batman is the character that doesn't have superpowers, blah, 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 and all that mm-hmm. other stuff. Okay. But Batman has become more superpowered over the years. And I'm saying like air quote superpowered, right? Because mm-hmm. he's good at everything. Right. You know what I mean? I, I remember some writer, I, th- I think it might have been Neil Adams or somebody that said that Batman is essentially like you could put him in any Olympic um, mm-hmm. like sport and right. he would at least place. Sure. At least, <laughs> right. at least, you know what I mean? Sure. And so and so that's what I mean. And so I think as Batman has become more that, mm-hmm. interestingly enough, Alfred has also kind of become more superpowered well it's air a, quote. It, again it, it's that goes back to the, with the legends of the batman or legend what's that you know the three issue mini i'm talking about where they finally that's the, they first no i don't know which one you're there's it's drawn by burn going back and john burn it's mm-hmm. it's it's a three issue basically it, it starts off with the whole thing about um the old you ever read the, the it's detective issue i believe with where there was a batman beforehand you find out that Thomas Wayne at one point wore a Batman costume to a Halloween party or something like Just it. the Len Wayne, mm-hmm. like Untold Tales. Yeah, yeah no, Untold Tales. That. That's yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So remember that. That's the first place I remember from, um, might have been Comics Alliance, where, where they were, uh, where, what's his name, was talking about. Sims. Sims yeah. was talking about. This is where Chris you Sims. Could, shout out to Chris Sims. Yeah, shout out to Chris Sims. Where Chris Sims was first talking about the fact that if you're treating it back to its source, this might be the part where Alfred. First is like first mentioned as being part of like the Royal Air Force and part of, yeah. you know, part of that is in that miniseries. And ever since then, it's been like, well, let's keep slathering yeah. on. You know, he was he, part of the Queen's Secret Service. And then he's he became as good as he's as good at as many things as Bruce Wayne is. Right. We're <laughs> right. like Alfred is is like a master, you know, thespian from the London stage <laughs> right. and everything. And right. he's a spy and he's an army cut man. And yeah. he's and he's like a seven star Michelin chef. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, you know what I mean? exactly. Like, no, I agree with it's you. It's like James Bond retired and became a butler. Yeah. Right, yes. exactly. Yes. Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, I agree with you because it's one of those things where it, when when people talk about the whole thing with like the, the whole, if, it, if we're attributing it to Neil Adams of the whole thing of like, he probably placed if he went to any Olympic event tomorrow. Right. I always thought about the same, on the, on the other side of it with his brain, I always thought, well, if like, if like Mr. Terrific has eight different master's degrees in, in all these different, you know, things, how many does Bruce have? Right. Because it seems like no matter what it is, you know, maybe he didn't, maybe he just went to school long enough to get, you know, okay, I'm not taking the final. I'm making this pass fail. Right. I don't really care whether right. I'm not going to get the degree. I'm not going to walk yeah. across the stage. But how many universities in, across the, the world, not to mention all the stuff he learned, you know, with being with master assassins and, yeah. and you know, uh, Zatara yeah. and all, everybody else. Henry Ducard. And yeah. All, yeah. <laughs> Everyone else he studied with. But I mean, 
Honestly, and he does have degrees. Which, True. Which, which I, I remember a panel, uh, Night of the Stalker, the original, not not, not the Darwin Cook mm-hmm. cover of it. Night of the Stalker, the end of it, there you see him in the study and there's like degrees on the wall. Right. I so, mean, I guess they could be his dad's, but... <laughs> true, true. But it's one of the things where I, I thought about that with, with Mr. Terrific. I'm like, well, if he holds that many, how many? Because yeah. that's supposed to be Mr. Terrific's whole purview is the fact right. that in the spheres, you know, he's he's and he's an Olympic athlete and yeah. all that other stuff, but... And I like, and I really quick want to point out that I don't hate any of this. I love it. I absolutely <laughs> right. love it. It's fine with me. Like, yes, Tom. but that's, that's one of the things for Pennyworth is that is like, there's stuff to be mined for mm-hmm. Alfred, I think. Right. Right. Sidebar. Uh, You've got to see the episode with Mrs. Terrific and uh, Batman on who's the smartest in the what? DC universe for Justice League action. Oh yeah. No, yeah. we still got to do that. You still got to yeah. submit. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Your yeah, episodes yeah. that you want me to watch for it. Yeah. I'll, and I'll give you some DuckTales episodes. Indeed. You still got to do that trade. <laughs> it'll, it'll happen. Yeah. Sorry. I'm done. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, but I think in contrast that like, I like sometimes that supporting cast, like don't become something bigger. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, like, so my example is like, I liked that Mary Jane is still just Mary Jane and has not become a super villain. And not become a hero at any point. Well, I mean, it's funny you say that because yeah. there's, like, yeah. there's like a series, there's a series or a yeah. series right now with her at the moment that it's like it's not like hey, it's young Mary Jane like they did when they did the young, um, the young adult novels or whatever that they had a while back. But now there's this, there's an actual. I don't know what it's about right. other than Mary Jane's like on the cover all the time with other superheroes or whatever. But there's an actual Mary Jane series at the moment. But no, right? I, but I'm, but I'm, but, but she's, with, but she's never become a character like Tiger Claw and yeah. like trying to kill Spider Man. You know what I mean? No, true. <laughs> that's what I mean. No, no. Yeah. But I agree. That's I, I see what Zach's want to because I was going to bring up another person for supporting cast that that it happened to, and he, it just pushed them into obscurity. And I was going to say Rick Jones. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he was fine supporting people up until. What they gave him powers? Was he A Rod or what was, what was his name? <laughs> yes, he, he joins the Yankees. He's now bad and clean up with yeah, the Yankees. Yeah. 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 No, he's he was he, he was A bomb for a while, A-bomb. and then Thank as far you. as I know, with the last thing with him was in uh, Secret Empire, I think. Yeah, but who cares when they gave him powers and made him into a Hulk like creature? I yes. mean, prior to that. He was interesting just being the person to maintain Bruce's sanity and his assistance in that regard. Or switching places with Captain Marvel. Yeah. Yes. He was the everyman. But as soon as they did make him everyman, it became He had been gone for a while, I feel like, before they even did that. Like he had gone fallen off the radar and like that was their attempt to bring him back in. Well he and was, then it didn't work so well. Well he was in he's in Peter he's pretty heavily in Peter David's run for what? a while. What years was that though? Uh, nineties, early nineties. Okay, so, so he's feel like a, like a ten year gap. Because then, because yeah. then they spun. I mean, basically they kind of spun him off again, where he was now. Um, same thing. It was the same premise with uh, Marvel as he was with Genus, his kid. Where basically they would, you know, basically clang the 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 bands together, and he would switch places with them. So, and again, Peter David wrote that one too. But I, you know, I agree with you. I don't. I don't know other than Jeff Loeb wanted to power him up. <laughs> so it's terrible. So it could be an agents of in agents of smash. Sounding up the whole supporting cast at that point. Yes, they yes. were all. It was all Hulks, all Hulks all the time at that point. <laughs> it's like this whole supporting cast. Made yes, brought them to the forefront. Yes, everybody could be Hulk. Well, I mean, you know, when you're when you know when 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 it's the, with Banner and then Betty's a Red Hulk yes. and his cousins a Green Hulk yes. and there's another Red Hulk and, and it's it's your father in law and <laughs> and your best friend and your best friend now the kid that, the, kid that you, the kid that you the kid that you went the kid that you tried to save initially yeah. from getting getting bombarded by gamma rays and dying on the uh, out in the middle of that test range Jeez. yeah the kid that you went after now is like check it out yeah <laughs> right yeah it's kind of it's one of those where I'm like yeah okay I guess I guess in for a pound in for a penny at that yes. point so yeah I mean and I think some of that is cool sometimes when you see the evolution of a character over years and years becoming something else. But I, I feel like that the comics may be like less good at replacing some of those characters once they turn them into something else. Mm-hmm. Right. Like when I think of Spider-Man, I think of a core set of supporting characters mm-hmm. that have all kind of died or sure, which, which is a subcategory we haven't gotten into yet. The, the death of the supporting character, but, right. but also, or, or sort of, Peter's uh, um, role as a hero sort of has a cascading effect of consequences from him down to his supporting cast 
where they inevitably turn on him. And okay. I think that that's interesting sometimes, but it's like, but I can't think of any supporting character that has been introduced in the last 20 years, maybe for that character that has stuck. What do you mean? You know what I mean? Spider-Man? I don't know. I was, my fault. I had a whole other supporting character in my head. Mm. I'm trying to think now. I'm trying to go with uh, Peter. But to me, I guess Miles. No, because he was groomed to be the, the lead character. Yeah, so that he's not a count. supporting character. Yeah, it no. doesn't count at all. Gwen Stacy, maybe? No, that's no, no. But Gwen died earlier than that. Yeah, but again, supporting character brought back. But she's in that core group that I consider. Yeah. It's, it's her and MJ and, and Harry MJ. and Betty and Flash, Flash and all that, right? And like, and, well, and Flash got me. stepped up too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he definitely got stepped up. It to me is a more organic than not that he got stepped up. Mm-hmm. But um, it wasn't through Peter per se, but it was basically him doing his own thing. And by mere chance and circumstance, he used the character to evolve in something that's spider-like. I'd rather that type of evolution <laughs> with the character, or even the best example I say is well, will be Wally West, even though they throw him to the to the wolves <laughs> yeah. at the first notice. Yeah, because what Wally's what brought in as Kid Flashes basically what sidekick character right. and then he yeah. takes the mantle flawlessly in my opinion yeah it's a good run of flash yeah yeah um but I, yeah i can't as far as spider-man goes uh it's just i don't know here worship with peter basically they, it's, it's almost like with superman the character is almost perfect in his representation that you don't want to change anything about it so that will disrupt the representation of the main character i mean you could. Yeah, but you can have people around him be different. I mean, that like so. I'm thinking back before everybody started coming back, but when Gwen Stacy was dead, and when Norman was dead, and when Harry was dead, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the only one that was really that stuck around was MJ mm-hmm. and Flash. I'm trying to think of like new supporting players that came around that stuck. I mean, I think there's been characters. You know? I think there've been characters that they, that they've had like for a while. He was rooming with. Uh, with Robbie Robertson, like they were roommates, right? And they tried that for a while, and yeah. like in, um, like uh, web spinners, the, the, kind of. Like, it was uh, for a while. They, with that book, that was kind of like the Legends of Spider Man book, but then it switched. It's sort of like being part of the continuity, yeah. and that didn't work. And then I'm trying to say, like, I know a lot of times they sort of soft reboot the book where they basically like, okay, Peter's gonna be working at a lab, and right. he's gonna be with you know this is the guy that's behind the lab. I think. A lot of times, like for, and I can I can only say this because I've read the comics, so I can only say from from the books. Like when Dan Slott took over, like Mister Negative, or okay. negative the negative. Uh, what's the character from the game? What the main one of the main villains from the game? The one that the the negative guy. Negative is it Mister Negative? Oh yeah, yeah, Mister. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, yeah, he is a supporting character that's pushed to the forefront as a result of. Um, being in the background for a while, then they give him powers. It's, yeah, that wasn't bad. I, it, it was a I can't think of the name of the character. Yeah, he, negative. but he's he's one of the he's a he's a villain, but he's also like when he's it's it's almost like it's a nice reveal of like oh wow I didn't expect that guy to be, but again it's Peter's new, one of Peter's new villains as opposed to being part of the supporting cast that's going to be around for a while. Right. But I remember there was a point where when when Peter was, you know, when Peter was trying to work in a lab around the time before Superior Spider Man and all the Doc Ock stuff, like he he worked. With four guys in lab coats, but I don't know any of their names because it didn't stick, right. you know. Yeah. Or the time we did we, have, uh, what's her name, Anna Maria? Or Anna Maria? That the one that was that was with him when he was Doctor Octopus. Yeah, yeah, that's the only one. She was the one with Superior, and then when Peter got his body back, she was still around. Right, that's oh, the only okay. one. That's, that's, one, the that's one, of the one. The only one I was going to mention was her because that's the only one I can remember. But otherwise, I mean, at one point Peter's teaching school at um, it's right till the tail end of Straczynski's stuff. Is when they yeah. ma- and they basically you know they, they, he has that bit where he's at a at a school and it's kind of like he's you know same stuff as always where he's not reliable because he's out being Spider Man doing stuff, so but again can't name any of those characters either because it's like you said I agree that there's a lot of times trying to add you know much like trying trying to create a superhero it's tough to add a supporting cast and have it stick. Yeah. Oh, but actually now that you're talking about Spider Man, one that works well in my opinion is Deadpool, in which. Due to his revolving uh, door with his different girlfriends. Oh my God. <laughs> Every new arc is a new girlfriend in which it's a new supporting yeah. cast member. Yeah. Um, it, with the, even Fog, I mean, Foggy's the only one that stays around long enough, but everyone right. else is a revolving well, door. Well, Electra creeps yeah. up every couple of years. And yeah, no, I, I mean, and that's, and that's kind of, yeah. and that's kind of also similar to like Batman's thing. Like he has a different, like, rotating. Bedroom. door of of, yeah, bedroom <laughs> of of female like love interests that 
none of them are expected to be serious yeah. at any right. point. Yeah, but I think so. I mean, I have a theory that, and I'm, I'm sure you guys are going to punch holes in this. <laughs> I'm sure, but I have a theory Logic, go ahead. that supporting characters are only fleshed out these days in comics. I don't mean TV by either the moments where they recognize the character has some potential and they give them their own title mm -hmm. or they give them their own miniseries, right? Or in the few moments where we have the luxury of a singular arc being done by one creator over many, many, many years. I feel like arcs tend to be very quick over very fast. Writers are usually on books for a year, right. maybe two years, and they sure. kind of have their story that they want to tell. Right. And there's not a whole lot of time to devote to, I'm going to do the standalone issue on mm. Jameson. Sure. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You know? Right. What do you guys think of that? Well, I think I think in comics, I, I mean, that, you know, we've talked about it before, I think, in another episode, the idea that, you know, part of the problem with, you know, rebooting or soft rebooting stuff every year or two is the fact that there is no, you can't really get any solid ground on a character because of the fact that, in two trades or three trades, there's going to be a brand new number one and they're going to relaunch with something else. It's going to be another writer and another artist and possibly another supporting cast and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I think where it does work better and doesn't is in TV shows. Because one of the things about a superhero TV show, and it's it's sort of that, you know, it's, it's mentioned in Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming, is when Ned says, I want to be your guy in the chair. Right. Suddenly, for we in the old days, like in the seventies, you had like a three-person cast, right? It yeah. was Robert Culp or William Cat, and then Connie Selica, and that was your cast. There was other people around them, but like Grace American Hero was a prime example of three people. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. Yeah. on the Flash, you have Barry, Iris, <laughs> Joe, uh, Joe's wife—I can't remember her name at the moment—Cisco, Caitlin. Cisco's um, girlfriend. Cisco's yeah. girlfriend. Ralph did, and like <laughs> yeah. Ralph did, they just added another character, this girl Allegra, to the cast, and I'm like. Okay, guys. Flash's wife's intern. Yeah, right. Flash's <laughs> wife. Right. Basically, that's what she is. She's the intern at, at their, their, their newspaper startup. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where, like, I just named 10 characters, and it's, it's part of the bloat of those series is the fact that we've, you know, I, I've told you, you know, maybe not on, on in the show, but if they could just reduce the episode number, the stories would be better because a lot of times I don't need to see an episode about Cisco and his girlfriend. No offense <laughs> to the actor. Right. I think the actor that plays Cisco is phenomenal. I like the character quite a bit, but I don't need. Okay. You know, that's interesting. I think, but I think all those shows are that way because yeah, it's, even early on in those shows, like when they first start, mm -hmm. and and like if you have some comic book knowledge, like they they populate the show with the cast of supporting characters, and like you know who all of them are going to become. And that's yeah. that too. Like, that's right. what I was going like, to say. Like you know, all up. of them will get powers at some point. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just a matter of when. Right. Well, in that in those examples, I just think it's organically done, just because they have so much supporting material that they want to use over the course of the show, meaning they don't know how long it's going to last. But it, I get what Zach was saying earlier, but the one exception that me is Batman, because it felt like anybody who wrote that book, whether it's six months to a year, they created a character that someone else would use later on. Like, hell, Tommy Elliot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a prime example of a, of a person jumping in a book, creating a character and leaving and people using that. It's probably one of the few examples or few characters in which a writer comes to a book for a short amount of time, makes a, 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 a one character. Mm -hmm. one story and it's also it's it's solidified in that universe right no one else really does that but i was going i was thinking what you said earlier with uh flash the reason why that that's like that is because of what i said earlier with their crutch of using comic material mm. but going back let's say let's say angel i love the fact that uh certain characters will get relationship with already established characters like when wesley was um uh, was involved with Lila, mm. and that's the sporting cast of the girlfriend, or Gwen, or Gwen Raiden. Or Gwen, exactly, <laughs> right. but but it it worked because you weren't expecting it, you didn't know about it, they did their thing, and then they left. Right. It's not with the Flash because soon as that character is popular, oh, we gotta find some way to make him a regular, and then, <laughs> and, then, right. and, then and then becomes bloat. I mean, sometimes it makes sometimes it makes sense. Like obviously, you know, there's a there's a precedent set for the Barry Allen Flash up to have elongated man because that's where he first appears in the comics. Yes, is and for a while, you know, he starts off as kind of like you know we don't know what the deal is. Is he a villain? Is he a hero? They choose like they're you know they become pals, and then it's like for some issues it's them and Kid Flash. You know, it's the story of the three of them teaming up together to take on something. Or you have a moment. I think there's like one of the issues is is like. The cover has a big deal like it's for some kid flash meets elongated man that kind of thing and that makes sense but i thought it was always funny that flash is hanging out with vibe 
Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> or, or, I mean, you could make a stretch for the fact that Killer Frost is in it because I think Killer Frost first appears in Firestorm first appears in the Flash as a backup, I believe. If I'm if I've got my story right, I could be wrong, but it might be a Firestorm number one. But again, it's a stretch. But it's one of those things where again, like Felicity Smoke's a good example. I think she's a she's a side character in Firestorm, and she's not at all like she is in in the show or what she becomes in the show. But that's my thing with like when you're saying about the idea of like, well, nobody gets a chance to develop. I'm like, I think the opposite of the show is, or the opposite for the show is different because sometimes they have to find stuff for characters to do when they have so many actors on a given show. Right. Okay. So take it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Not happy about it, but yeah. it. no, it's uh, I I just. Like I, I keep getting stuck on this, but I just I, I enjoy it when not everybody is somebody. Sure. I enjoy it when they have people in their Sorry. life that's just like that's what they are, and I can get development that way without turning them into a bad guy or turning them into a hero. And and don't get me wrong, like yeah. I love those characters too. Like you know, um, I was gonna say you mean like Urkel, <laughs> right? <laughs> Stefan, yeah, Stefan, yeah, yeah, basically, <laughs> no one else matters except that one guy. Sort of. I mean, I mean more like Max from Say by the Bell. Like he is always uh, that. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, and I he never you. turns into anything else. He's not revealed to be Jesse's dad. No, no, he's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not going like, to be teaching at the culinary stuff at the high school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He doesn't <laughs> go to college with yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But how could he not? Well, I don't know. I, I would like to see some interesting to say. Like, look, Zach, uh, you're a jerk. You've been doing this way too long. <laughs> day in and day out, I've seen you manipulate your friends to your own end. Uh, Always at that booth right there. He should have been Zach's mentor. He, he should have been teaching oh, him yeah, magic. illusionist tricks. <laughs> <laughs> Make him a super right. Oh. I'm going to fan fiction this up. It's nice. It's going to be awesome. But now I get what you're saying. Some people just need to stay in their lane, basically. But uh, to me, I just love character development if it's organic. If if you give somebody a name and I've read that name to be what it's going to be, uh, it's terrible. But that's uh, that's why I like Game of Thrones. Just because when they introduced somebody, you had no idea how the length of the uh, that character or how much support he was going to give into it. Like Pedro Pascal's character, I think it was Oberon or what's his name? Yeah, Oberon Martell. Yes, yeah. great arc, <laughs> great arc. But um, yeah, no, I, I completely understand what you're saying. Some people just need to play their position, but <sighs> not all the time. Not all the time. No, not all the time. And but, I mean, and there is fun with, like I said, turning a character heel or having them become a mask or something like that. But I just feel like that that's everybody's default. I just feel like, like given a character being around long enough, they will inevitably become like flash Thompson, not the flash. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. You like, you reminded me, I'm sorry. Sorry to cut you off on your idea, but how about Jesse Pinkman? Jesse Pinkman mm-hmm. was supposed to die at the um, end of season one. Um, it was through the, the heart of the character. And then now even- he's Urkel. Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh definitely! Oh, yeah! Sure. Oh, yeah! Yeah! Definitely! Bitch. Yeah! <laughs> but I like how they tried to when they changed the character and made him to something far less. You could feel the tone of the, the show change. You just, mm-hmm. <laughs> just became right. dark as anything, as opposed to his lightheartedness in the in the scope of the show. Every time, every time Jesse felt the worst of it, that show went dark. Oh yeah! <laughs> yeah! It just showed the length of it that. Uh... That Walter would go to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All around that show had a good supporting cast. Yes, yeah. I I'm surprised. Yes, I, yeah, I, I didn't have that one on, in, in mind at all to bring yeah. up today. But yeah, no, that was, that's one of the better ones I, I've encountered in the last decade. Well, well to me, so. it, to me, it, it, it lends the same thing that I said with on Game of Thrones. People came in and people left. And it wasn't unless they were organically brought back or brought into it that you needed to push it on. But there was no need to, oh, he was special. Let's extend it a little bit further. Oh my gosh, the deaths or the uh, the pivotal changes in that show when it occurred. Uh, some people, oh my, like I never wanted Mike to die. Oh my gosh, yeah. Spoil- oh, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen Breaking Bad, but yeah, but, <laughs> but it's Late. just yeah. <laughs> but it's certain people just also spoiler: He gets thrown in the the buffet table at the Harrow Club. That's, 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 another, that's, a, that's another spoiler. Yeah, yeah, just in case yeah. you haven't seen that either. Yeah, but I just like I just like organic beginnings and endings and stuff that you can't. Uh, uh, I just don't like my character to be forced into situations that will extend sure. their time with the main character. 
You know, it just seems sure. contrived when it does that to that nature. Like hell, at what point does Urkel not go away to college at during high school? In which, because of his genius, mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Why is he snatched by MIT? Yeah, why is he, he, yeah. Why is he the moon yeah. towards the end? Yeah, but why? Well, why? But how is he going to the same classes as Laura? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a stalker. <laughs> why? Yeah, sounds like that makes no sense. Yes. Oh my gosh. So let's start to wrap up. But um, so I guess to close out, let's do like one supporting character that we think has a lot of potential that nobody has done a lot with just yet. Wow. No uh, one? Uh, <laughs> you didn't give us any heads up. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A supporting character that needs... Okay, how about... Uh, what's the guy from Star Wars? Um, Luke Skywalker. Not, yeah, because yeah, he hasn't been fleshed out at all. Right. No, the fly boy that I want to see hit, hit an untimely end. What's his name? Oh, no, Poe Dameron? Yeah, Poe Dameron. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sit or get off the pot, man. <laughs> Gosh, give me something, make me care about him, or you put a lightsaber through his eye. No, you know okay, something. that'd be fantastic. Yeah, see, see, yes. yeah, flesh him out. You're, you're in movie three, and I have no idea who this person is. Okay, Frank, who would I like to see spun off into something? Um, Not necessarily spun off into something either. I just okay. mean like. Like just given some more attention that like there's juice to this character that ah uh, something that you with. want to press the butt press the pedal on more. Um, I mean, I, I mean, the one that I was thinking of, it made me think of this because you said of characters that were supposed to be killed off early on and, and then that weren't Tommy was um, Boyd Crowder. Yeah, <laughs> I think Boyd Crowder's character could carry a show without Raylan. Oh, easily. Okay. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Justified. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think as much. I mean, it's got. But I mean, it's, it's Goggins. I'm again not spoiling the end of Justified for anybody who wants to watch Justified, because I don't know if, if anyone at this table does, but you should. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think it, a lot of it's got to do with char- the, the 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 charismatic nature of Walton Goggins, and the fact that generally I'll watch him in anything, not the Unicorn, but I'll watch him just about anything else he's done. I love the Unicorn. Do you really? Yes. Wow. Why have we not had this conversation oh, yeah. before? It no this, it, this, this is the start of it. All right. So we'll Next talk episode. about Yeah, we'll right. talk about that at some point. But Goggins is so good, and he's so good as Boyd Crowder. And again, a lot of the whole the whole series of Justified is about the yin and yang between him and, and uh, Timothy Alphonse character, Raylan Givens. Mm. I think that you could give more of what's going, you know, either what's going on after the series or going on before, or give me a, you know, give me a side mini something that, that does more with that character. Because again, as much as I love Raylan in that, in that series, I'd like to see more Boyd Crowder. Well, okay. I agree with you because we, we, <laughs> the ending they gave him yeah. is not Boyd Crowder. <laughs> no. <laughs> he doesn't settle. But that's, okay, okay. I'll see <laughs> But that's, that's what I'm saying. I would love to see more with that character. No, I agree. Okay. I agree. Okay. So I'm going to, Again, I, I acknowledge that I, I don't know my Spider-Man very well because I haven't picked him up. I haven't okay. picked up Spider-Man in a very, very long time. Right. Um, but I, I I enjoy any time I see Jameson, mm-hmm. not an asshole. Okay. Right? Like, I'm kind of clamoring for, like, a ballad of J. Jonah Jameson that shows me, <laughs> like, how he got into journalism and sort of why he evolved to have the voice that he has. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? There, I mean? There's there's a really nice moment in one of the Silk issues early on. Okay. Where you actually see that this guy has a heart. Right. You know, and, and, it, and it is like a touching, nice moment. And I liked it. And it made me go, oh, like, I would like to see this dimension from the character. Not 100% of the time. Like, I, I you know, I like the screaming, you know, J.K. Simmons right. you know, version of that, too. But I would like to see. Uh, what's beneath that yeah. also i think i think the only the only real i mean they do it from time to time that you give him moments where he does something that's kind of benevolent and then the other times he's just a skin plant that, you know <laughs> would kick old ladies out of the way kind of a thing right but generally it's 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 not like i remember in marvels remember marvels in the, in the human torch and submariner issue there's a point where it's Fairly. kind of it's kind of like where, there's a point where it's young jonah you would see young jonah jameson mm. on the street they're in the middle of all this stuff and it's kind of a moment of like He's still rushing to get people out of this giant wave of water that's coming that Namor sent. Right. And I get that feeling of he had a lot more moments than that that we ever got to see. Right. Okay. The other one I'll say is every cop from Gotham Central. Bring that title back. (laughs) Sure. That would be great. Somebody. Yes. Same. Same. Listen to me right now. Bring that title back. I can't believe it hasn't happened yet. (laughs) Same creative team. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, Rock is too busy. I don't care. He'd come back for that. Making shows. 
He comes. Yeah. <laughs> you know how much he loves that book. I know, he should. I it's, one, it's probably the best thing he's written. They would do it. But the, they make a, time for the book for me. Now I think it should go to the next level. You should have got that as opposed to um, Gotham. Gotham. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know how many people said like. Did, Zach, have you heard about this Gotham show coming out? Yes. It's supposed to be like that Gotham, Gotham Central book. Uh, like, I'm like, no, it's not. not. <laughs> <laughs> it started. The show is going to give me an ulcer. Yes. Uh, Some anyway. of the characters have the same names. Yes. Some of them. Yeah. yeah. A few. Oswald. A few. Right. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why are you so skinny, Oswald? Yes. Oh, because it's set up. Uh, yeah. uh, whatever. I stopped watching this you show. Should. You watched it? Anyway, okay, so let's. Let's wrap up then. So that's supporting characters. You know, I'm sure we'll re- revisit this at some point also. Sure. Oh, definitely. Um, but that was fun. Thanks for listening, everybody. 